if you want something to be different than it is, you got to stop talking about what is. Mm-hmm. And you got to start talking about where you're going and you have to start choosing to observe it so it's an advantage for you. Advantage meaning am I growing? Am I learning? Is this going to be useful for me in the future? Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast. I am always excited when I get to bring my next guest on. This is Liz Nicholas. She is an amazing mindset coach. She is my mindset coach. She is somebody who has changed countless lives because of the work that she does, because what I've learned and what I want all of you to know is that so much of what we are working with, dealing with is all really our thoughts and what we choose to think and what we make those thoughts mean. And so I am always happy to have Liz on to have a very open discussion, which we do very well, about all things business and mindset. So Liz, welcome. Thank you, Nicole. So great to be back with you again. I love talking to you. So super excited to dive in. Yeah, well, and I know how valuable it is for everybody because the, you know, the women that are listening, women and men are mostly entrepreneurs. And many of them have maybe just started their business or have been in business for a while. And I think it's really helpful to hear, uh, you know, just where you're at in business. A lot of times you can feel like, gosh, am, am I the only one? Is this, has this ever happened to anybody else? And I think it's just really helpful to have open conversations, especially, uh, you know, in the, in the area of mindset, because so much of this is handled through mindset. Probably the biggest battle you'll face as an entrepreneur is your own mind. Yeah. And that's what takes most people out of it. You know, most people, those people that they, you know, they try for two months, they try for six months, they try for a year, they try for two years, three years, and they throw the towel in. Most of the time, what they've given up on is overcoming their own limiting beliefs. They just haven't been able to overcome that. And so when times are tough, which is part of what you sign up for as an entrepreneur, right, is you you sign up for the unsteadiness, the unpredictability of it, um, the ride, if you will. And if you can't handle that mentally, it's game over. It's right. game over. And there and there's no coming back and there's no strategy and there's no action plan that can compensate for a mind that isn't steady enough and managed enough for the journey of an entrepreneur. Well, and you bring up a really great point. Like this is something you're signing up for. This is yeah. like when you become an entrepreneur, there is a lot of uncertainty. There is a lot of trial and error. There is a lot of unknown in your journey. And I think it's going to take some really, again, a a lot of mindset work. That's what I've learned in my journey. I mean, I've been doing this now since I started my business in late 2017, but I would say I got real official in 2019. And so much of what I've done 
has been in the area of working on my limiting beliefs, um, working on managing my thoughts and not letting my thoughts manage and, and control me. And I just think that more than anything is what's most important about what we do as entrepreneurs. Like any strategy is going to work if you if you use it the way that it was prescribed or, you know, according to the recipe of the strategy. But if you don't believe that it's going to work, then it's not going to work. Well, so you and I both teach group programs in addition mm-hmm. to, you know, doing private coaching and other things. And so I think and, and also you and I share a common background as high school teachers. Mm-hmm. And so and we've talked about this, you know, behind the scenes quite a bit. But when you go into a classroom of homogeneous students, when you go into a group that's going to be fairly homogeneous, everyone's kind of starting in the same place there, they're going to be, you know, similar in terms of what they know and what they need to learn. And why do some people knock it out of the park and other people not? And, you know, you and I and you and I have talked about this so much privately. As a teacher, that was something that was really fascinating to me. I would say I was slightly obsessed with solving for that and figuring out if, if it's the same information, if, if it's the same delivery system, me, and I'm delivering it at the same time in the same way, so everybody's hearing it, it's consistent, and all the students are sort of ranked at the same level, then why the bell curve? Why do I have those kids that are going to succeed, those kids that are going to be in the middle, and those kids that are going to fall off? Mm-hmm. And what I came to in 10 years teaching and now 15 as a coach is that it's all going to be the mental game, all going to believe be about what you believe is possible as whether you're a student or an entrepreneur. It's always going to be that inner game that gives you that advantage or takes you out. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, really, I think it was Wayne Dyer that said it, when you believe it, you'll see it. Yeah. And I think that it, like, for me, I was a high school math teacher and a lot of kids came in and they were like, I'm not good at math. I'm like, well, then you're, then, then there you go. <laughs> that, that, that's what is. Yeah, right. Because that's what Absolutely. you believe. So that's what you're going to find evidence of everywhere that you look and everywhere you see is going to fit into the beliefs that you hold and you're looking for that evidence. You're not looking for evidence in what you don't believe, because if you don't believe it, you're not looking for it. If you don't believe 100%. in it, right? Like if you don't believe in unicorns, you're not walking around looking for unicorns. If you don't believe in Bigfoot, you're not like, well, where's Bigfoot? You're like, Bigfoot doesn't exist. So I wouldn't be looking for it. And yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand. And I, I know that this is why the work that you do is so powerful, because your beliefs really do determine what you are going to see. What physically manifests for you is based on what your beliefs what your energy is behind those beliefs and what you're looking for. Yeah. So the part that you described first, which is so powerful, like what you're seeking, you will find. Mm-hmm. We actually call that confirmation bias that, mm-hmm. you know, we, this is how people experience it. They think, well, I've seen all these things, so I know they're true. And what mm-hmm. you're describing is the fact that when you believe they're true, you'll find them. Mm-hmm. So the evidence isn't, you know, there first, you create it with the belief. And then mm-hmm. we call it confirmation bias because whatever it is you believe, you're creating confirmation for yourself, bias for yourself. And that can be positive or negative. If I don't think anything's ever going to work out, things will keep not working out. And I'll have all this evidence to prove I'm so right, things never work out for me. On the flip side, I could say, 
I don't know, things just seem to be easy for me. And I will find lots of evidence of things being easy for me, and I will have massive confirmation bias that things are easy, and I'll be able to prove it to myself, and it'll feel truer and truer and truer. Obviously, you can see that that principle can work for you or against you. But I think the the deeper concept that you're moving toward is is really one, is a conversation around expectations. What is it that you actually expect? And there's often this gap between what people desire and what they, you know, this, this want and what they feel they even have ability for. You know, I took the course, I have the degree, I'm old enough, I'm, you know, whatever. But the expectation doesn't match it. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, it doesn't matter how much you want something. And it actually doesn't matter how much you work toward it. If you expect that, and this will be an unconscious process, if you expect that you can't do it or you started too late or or something, if there's a deep expectation that you don't line up with that, it, no amount of hard work can overcome that. No amount of desire can overcome that. And we see that all over the place in the world, right? You see people that want things desperately and they're good people and they put a tremendous amount of effort in. And results elude them over and over and over and over again. And that's always what I call a belief gap. It's always a sign that there's a belief or expectation that doesn't support the desire and the hard work. And that ultimately trumps belief will always trump desire and hard work. Always. So, and this might be a loaded question. Let me think of how to ask it. So for those people who want something badly, desire something, and they're putting all this hard work into it, but there's a belief gap, I think, is that what you call it? A belief gap? What keeps them wanting to keep doing this work and put all this time and effort and energy into it, money, whatever, if they don't actually believe it? Or did they not, are they not aware of the belief gap? I think it's a two-part answer. It's such a good question. I'll answer the second part first. They will not know that they don't have an underlying belief that supports it. They won't have an awareness of that. So that's to your point. They, they literally so it's like a, it's like a subconscious. It's in their subconscious. So okay. they don't have an awareness. So they don't know that it's like it's like running like at full speed forward when you're tethered by mm-hmm. like a rope to something behind you. You are moving. You are running but you're just not getting anywhere. That's what it's like to have a belief that doesn't support you. And the second part is also most of the time, these people will be believe that the gap isn't a belief gap. They'll believe it's a strategy gap. They'll be Mm -hmm. like, Oh, if I just find the one thing that I have to do, or if I just read the right book, or if I just have the right, you know, program, or I need to do the things in a different order, or I just need to do all of it a lot more. I got it two times at all, right? And again, picture, get the same visual of the person running, but they're like literally running, you know, like roped to a tree or something. If you run faster and you're roped to a tree, it doesn't make any difference that you're running faster. If you change your sneakers or your t-shirt and, or you're more excited about running, none of it matters. If you're being held back by a limiting belief, and that's why 99.9% of people will fail if they don't clean up their belief systems before they take action. Just imagine you knew exactly what to say and exactly what to do to get more clients. What would that feel like? 
what would that allow you to do in your business? How many more people would that allow you to help? Because I've got great news for you. I want to teach you how to do exactly that. I want to teach you exactly what to say, exactly where to go to start conversations so that those conversations are turning into clients. I know you don't like the idea of feeling salesy and pushy. You're a lot like me. I've been there. I remember what it felt like when I was a high school teacher. I had never sold a thing in my life. And then I went into corporate sales. And I felt so scared of being salesy and pushy. And you know what? I didn't have to do any of those things on my way to becoming number one in the nation. Yep, that's right. I was the top salesperson in the nation in my company for two years in a row. And that's after being a high school teacher with no sales experience. I want to teach you what I know. I want to teach you what I learned. And I want to teach you how I had that level of success without being salesy, without being pushy, and making everything that I did a relationship-based sale. I want to teach you how to build those relationships by starting conversations with the right people, saying the right things to the right people, and moving the relationship forward so that it turns into an opportunity where somebody wants to buy from you and become your client. That's what's available to you in my Next Level Sales group coaching program. And the really good news for you right now is it is open for enrollment. So if you've been looking for ways to get more clients, if you've been looking for ways to know and feel more comfortable with what you're saying in conversations so that you know you're really making an impact and having an influence over somebody, then this Next Level Sales group coaching program is for you because not only am I teaching you your entire sales process from start to finish so that you know exactly what you need to be doing every single day to make sales, I'm also teaching you exactly what to say. That means I am an exactly what to say certified guide and I'm sharing everything I know with you so that you have the phrases, the scripts, and the ability to start powerful conversations that turn into clients. So you do not want to miss out on this. July 14th is our start date. That's when we go live. As soon as you sign up and sign your contract, you get access to the curriculum right away. So you could get access to that curriculum today when you say yes to your next level. And I want to help you become that next level version of you that knows exactly what to do every single day in your business so that you're building relationships, making sales, and changing the world. So go to the link in the show notes. Get yourself signed up. Do not delay on this. There are limited spots available. We start July 14th, and I want you to be a part of your next level. And that is then them taking action, basically spinning their wheels or running nowhere tethered because they've decided it's a strategy thing. Yeah. I had this conversation. It was just a couple of days ago with a woman who was like, I really, really need to learn what you teach and I want to be in your program. And I've got all these things I need to fix first in my business before Mm -hmm. I'm ready. And she was like, I've got to fix this and I've got to fix this and I've got to fix this. And she had all the kind of like what you're saying, right? Where she's, she had all these actions and these things that she felt like she needed to do because that's what was wrong. There were pieces missing and holes that needed to be filled in. I'm not saying that it isn't important for us to do things in our business. Obviously there's things that we need to at times clean up and whatever, but I could clearly see there were some beliefs that were probably preventing her from actually just taking action and doing the thing that she really wanted to do. And she was hiding behind all of these other things that weren't actually serving her, helping her move the needle forward. Yeah. So I see it happening a lot. I think this would be really helpful to to talk about. I see it happening a lot when people have slow months in Mm. business. And I have also done this where for whatever reason, things slow down, 
maybe a launch didn't go as well as you thought it, that, that or you wanted it to. And I would love to hear from your perspective, Liz, what you see people do. do most of the time, they pinpoint that as a strategy problem. Yes, 100%. They pinpoint it as a strategy problem and equally as dangerous. And there might be a strategy to be adjusted, by the way. I mean, sometimes there is a strategy, but the, but the more um, sort of dangerous practice, and, and everybody does this to some extent, is they assign a meaning to the slow months that then will actually create a bigger barrier for them between belief and possibility. So I was speaking with a client or I was boxing with a private client this morning, and she just had her biggest client not resign after many, 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 like a, a very long, very profitable, very pleasant, like win-win client agency relationship. Like nothing went wrong. There was no firing. There was no, this didn't work. It was like, this has been amazing. I love you. Goodbye for now kind of a thing. And I heard her immediately speaking into, maybe I'm just not cut out to do this. Maybe I don't have what it takes to grow. And I, I was laughing, mostly because I wanted her to hear the lightness of it. And I said, this is like the craziest thing I've ever heard. Like, do you understand what you're saying to me? You run an incredibly successful business you have for a long time. This is one client who's telling you she loves you. She'll probably be back, but for now, she's not going to resign and somehow we got to this being about you and what you're capable of and what it means for your entire business and your future. And you missed the whole thing. You just slid right into that being mm -hmm. the interpretation. And it's absolutely nuts. But this is what our brain does when we're not supervising it. And it happens at a time when we're, you know, this is not pleasant to have a client leave, right? Um, and so you're a little off your A game. You're not paying attention. And your brain offers you this. And you just go with it. You just go where it's taking you. And that will spiral. And so if you put it in perspective of like a slow month, right? Well, what can you think about that? Well, most people aren't going to think, well, this is just part of the business. And it's, you know, I'm going to build resilience. And, you know, it's fine. And I wanted a free afternoon off one day a week. Most people are not going to go there. Their brain is going to go into what if I don't have enough money to pay my bills? What if this means I'm not doing a good enough job? What It's going to go into this like the sky is falling thinking. And then it becomes like a snowball going downhill. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because here's what happens. We're going to solve for the wrong strategy when we believe our brain is telling us that. Because all of a sudden we think it's a strategy, like, got to make more money, got to go do the things, I got to do the things, got to do the things. Well, what you really need to do first, you might have to do some things, but first is sit down and take a look at what is my mind offering me? Is this true? Is this helpful? Is this going to serve me? Is this going to make it easier for me to pick business back up? Is this normal? Is this what you experience as an entrepreneur? Like to really have a good look at what's being offered and participate in it, not just blindly accept what your brain is offering you. We are a self and a brain. We are not a brain. Our brain is a tool our self, S-E-L-F, uses. And most people function like the brain is the boss. The brain is not the boss. The self is the boss of the brain. And that relationship, especially in slow times, has to be reestablished very firmly. Mm. Because the brain is going to take it and run with it, like you said, and make yeah. it mean something. And 
I would say, well, you know, my default, my default is to go all chicken little, the sky is falling and to blame myself. Everybody's is. That's not your default. You're amongst millions and millions and millions of the best and the brightest. Yeah. Well, that's what I wanted people to hear. Like, and that's why I'm being very transparent and saying like, I know where I go. My first thing is what did I do wrong? What could I do better? What does this mean about me? I must not be good at this. I might as well just go, you know, go get a a job where I clock in and clock out. I mean, those aren't things that I actively want to happen, but I know that that's where my brain goes because we go into fear. We go into making it mean something. And I guess it's just so, like you said, it's, it's everybody's default. We all kind of Mm -hmm. do it when we're faced with that. Okay. Well, I do, I do have things that I need to pay for. I do have, whether it's, business expenses or living expenses. It's like we're running these businesses to provide for us. And so I think it always comes down to like a money thing many times that people fear goes into, right? It's not as much, will I never be able to launch ever again? Or will I never be able to run it? It's like, if I can't figure out how to get this launch to work, I can't pay rent or I can't pay my team or, you know, whatever it is, whatever your, your situation is. So how do we rectify that feeling of like, okay, well, I still physically have to have something to be able to make this thing happen. But energetically, I know I need to do the work on my beliefs and on my mind, because that's really where the work is. Yeah. So how do we, I guess that's always my most challenging, my most challenging piece. It's like, when the money's not there, how do we make it okay? How do we not go into those fears and those beliefs of like, I don't know if I know how to do this. Yeah, I want to answer it on a couple of different levels. I, I actually am going to answer this using quantum, which you know is the backbone of you know what I use and and how I teach and coach. But I think that the shorter, uh, quicker answer that most people will understand is, you know, very few people have ever become really successful. And when I say successful, I don't just mean um, money. You know, it, it certainly may involve money, but it also means having a balanced lifestyle, being healthy, being happy, enjoying yourself, not, you know, being miserable and sick and sitting on a pile of money. But very few people have ever attained and maintained success from a sky is falling. Oh, my God, what am I going to do standpoint? So if we just want to, like, not even understand it, we just need to start by knowing, like, this strategy ain't going to work like making it about me and like indulging the fear. I mean, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to say, well, the reality is, you know, I need to generate some more money. That That's fine. But it's it's the indulging in it that has us, again, you know, tethered to something. So we're running and nothing is happening. So I think we just have to first really be honest because mm-hmm. what I hear a lot of people, and I know you hear this too, because we've talked about this too. What I hear a lot of people doing is fighting for their limitations. It's like, but I don't think you understand. I I really needed that client. I really needed the money. I really needed the promotion. I really needed the thing. I don't, I don't think you understand how, like, and as though their goal is for me to climb into the fear and limiting belief with them. And then they like, they, they want to be right. And I'm like, you definitely don't want to be right. You definitely want me to be right. Because if you're right, we're both screwed. So like, right. you definitely don't want it, but they'll fight for it. They'll say, you know, this has happened before. I've, I've failed at something before. Like they literally present their case. And so we just need to be onto ourselves. We all do it to some extent. 
we all want other people to feel sorry for us when we feel sorry for us. We're like, come to my party. I'm really suffering and you should come and suffer with me. It's more fun to suffer as a pair. Um, we all do a little bit of this. And I think we have to really get clean and clear and honest with ourselves about breaking that habit, about saying, listen, right now it feels really scary and my brain is telling me a million things and they feel true and I want to listen and they're really loud also. But I'm open for looking at this another way, and I'm not going to sit here and fight for my limitations. Even showing up to the conversation with friend, mentor, you know, coach, whomever, from that perspective is a very solid first step, is just like calling it what it is. My brain is telling me stuff. I don't want to listen. Let's go. Let's do the work. Mm -hmm. Because most people don't show up that way. They show up wanting to convince the jury that they're a thinking ship. And no good comes from that because then you say something or I say something and they defend their limitation. Is it almost like, because I, I totally hear you on this because I, yeah, I've seen it happen many times and I've heard Abraham, you know, you and I both are big Abraham yeah. fans and I've heard them say like, there's no point in digging a hole and then helping somebody out of it. Right. Yeah. And, and I had a coach say to me once, he was like, listen, you can stay down in that hole if you want to. I'm not getting down in there with you right. because then we're both stuck. So I see where it's like, we have to, you know, as coaches, we have to stay above yeah. somebody who's really set on fighting for their limitations. But what came up for me when you were saying that is the analogy of like, if I'm watching a movie and the movie gets really scary or really stressful and I go to somebody who maybe wasn't watching the movie with me and I'm like, listen, the bear is coming. It is going to eat us. It is going to get to it, but it's not really real because it's the movie and my thoughts about what I saw in the movie are actually why I'm in such fear. Mm -hmm. But the person I'm talking to is like, feeling like, what the heck are you fighting so hard for, for this thing that like, doesn't actually have to be true? Is that kind of what it is? Like we've seen yeah, a movie. It's a really good analogy. And we're fighting for what we've seen. But to somebody else, it's like, that's not even reality. Yeah. I'm over here trying to help you see that's not where you have to live. That's not where you have to stay or what you have to believe. Yeah, there's a, um, uh, and I don't want to get it wrong. Um, but there's a, I don't want to say it's a phenomenon. It's like a principle that attorneys learn. I think I guess they learned about it in law school, but I've had I've coached so many attorneys and they've told me about this, where they just understand that if you have a crime scene and you've got, let's say, 10 like eyewitnesses, like actually were there, primary eyewitnesses, they know that when you interview those 10 people, all 10 people will have a slightly different story when they have seen the identical thing. Because the eyes are not what we see with, our beliefs are what we see with. Mm -hmm. And so there is no clean seeing. You can't see something objectively. You're always seeing it through the lens of your personal belief system about yourself, the world, and other people. And that's always what's skewing what's coming in. Yeah. Wow. So. And something you said before also made me think of an Abraham quote that I've heard from them, because what you're saying is we're seeing not through clean eyes, we're seeing through beliefs and conditioning that's been passed down to us. And we're choosing to live this experience that vibrationally is not going to get us where we're trying to go. That's exactly right. Because it's on a very different, it's on a very different level. And what, what the Abraham quote is that, that it makes me think of is you can't, you can't live an unhappy life on the way to a happy ending. Correct. Or you can't get to a happy ending. Right. By you can't, get, to, you can't get there. Right. Yeah. You but have to match it. And that's what I was going to say about the quantum, Nicole, is there's a difference between 
having and experiencing. So when people are like, I don't have any money, right? That's a very linear belief. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is one of the principles. It's a little advanced, but I think people will really hear this. This is one of the principles I teach in my program and to all my private clients. When, when you live in a linear model, when you live in a 4D model, you have to do A to B to C to D to E to, to get where you're going. And this is part of that kind of hard work, strategy, action first philosophy. And mm-hmm. if, if you're not getting there or you haven't done all the steps, you don't have it yet because it's somewhere that you're not. So you got to get from where you are to over to the thing, the money, the people, the man, the whatever it is. Doesn't matter what it is, right? Mm-hmm. But when you understand that this is an energetic universe, that everything is communicating with everything on a quantum level, quantum meaning at the quanta energy packet level of subatomic particles, everything in the universe is made up of the same basic building blocks and they're all communicating. And so when you understand that, it's never about having, it's about experiencing. So if somebody says to me, I, I don't, you know, I don't have any clients, there isn't a lack of clients. You're not experiencing clients right now. And that's because you're thinking you've got to be in a linear model. Whereas if you want to cut the line, so to speak, you just have to be in an energetic place to match your clients. Your clients are there. The money is there. The lover is there. The house is there. There is no lack of anything. It all lies in infinite potentiality. We call it wave potential. It drops into a time space of that meaning matter. We can see it. There's a house. There's a man. There's a client. There's a money. That happens when we energetically match it, when we see it. And one of the ways we see it is that we intend it. We expect it. We focus upon it. So it's the person that doesn't need to see the money in the bank to feel confident that it's coming, that the clients are on the way, that the message is building, that people are listening. That's how you cut the line. You get out of that linear model and you get into that holographic quantum universe where anything can drop in from any place. Now, when I teach this, especially initially, a lot of times people will say, I don't know. That's really far-fetched. I don't I do. I like it. I wish I could believe it. And I say to them, but you know that you've experienced this so many times. You know that you've been thinking about somebody and the phone is wrong and it's that person. You know that like you wanted to learn something and then somebody mentions a book about that topic. You know that you've been thinking about something and all of a sudden that's the next thing that comes up on Google. Like you know that and you write it off. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't write it off and you started believing the universe worked that way, what would you pay attention to? And what would you talk about? And what would you think about? And that's when the game changes. Because then that's what you start seeing. Yeah. So if you believe it, you will see it. We're, we're, we're back to that, really. It is what you're, because it's what you're looking for. You will, you said in the beginning, you'll find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You'll find what you're talking about. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places. 
download it, watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. And so what I think when you have one of those experiences where you're like, okay, that was really weird. I was just talking to somebody about something and then all of a sudden the thing, it, I always say when my clients tell me their stories, I'm like, maybe the universe is listening to you. We all think just Facebook is and Siri, right? That's what we think is listening to us. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you're super paranoid, you think some other sources are listening to you too. <laughs> but that's what we think is listening to us. And I'm like, maybe you need to play a bigger game. Maybe the universe is what's listening. Mm-hmm. And everything you say is like putting your order in at the drive-thru. So be careful. Ooh. Well, and I think it's really important too that because a lot of times people are like, well, yeah, but I said it, you know, and it's like, but did you believe it? Like energetically, did you say it? Like I heard a guy ask Abraham once, he was like, how do I make a billion dollars? <laughs> and not with that attitude. <laughs> they said by wanting it and believing it. Yes. And I think that that's probably, and and what you said earlier is really important too. And I hope everybody heard it when you say like, I don't have any clients, not only are you not experiencing it, but you're creating the gap between it. You're you're actually the, like, you can't be at point A and point B at the same time. You can't be in two places at the same time, right? Not in the linear model, in the quantum model, you can. Well, yeah, correct. So when you are in this place of saying, I don't have clients, I don't have money, I don't have the love of my life, you're all you're affirming. Yeah. And that's what you'll and you'll seek evidence for that. You're you will everywhere you go, you will see evidence for what you are putting out into the world. Hundred percent. But if you think to yourself, gee, this is a slow month, clients must be really lining up. It's a whole different experience. That's what I was going to ask, because you're really good. You've got your own Liz rampages that I really like, because whenever <laughs> I'm like, you know, you're you're really good about calling people out and you'll tell me that's a dumb thought. Why would you think that? And then I'm like, almost so stuck in that belief that I didn't even know there was another thought to think. And then you come through with like, you'll reel off like eight thoughts. You're like, what about this? What about this? What about this? So could you give us a mini Liz rampage maybe where you're having a slow month and there's so much what you call confirmation bias, right? Yeah. Where you're like, yeah. yeah, but the clients aren't here. Yeah, but I haven't gotten it. It's two weeks into the month and I still right. don't have any clients. So you're gathering all this evidence and it's like, it feels so true because it is, mm-hmm. but yet it doesn't have to be seen that way. So what are some thoughts when you're in that like, oh my gosh, I don't have any clients. I thought I was going to get three clients this month and it's already three weeks into the month and I don't have them. What are some different ways, different thoughts that can pull you through that, that are not going to keep you stuck in that getting to the end of the month and still not having clients? Yeah. So when I do that with a client, which I, I sadly, you've called me out. I do tell people they have dumb thoughts. That is actually true. You say uh, that every time. Every time I have a dumb thought, is, you're like, that's a dumb thought. I need to hear that, that's Liz. Sadly yeah. enough. Um, but I also will say, I also have dumb thoughts. Like we all, It's not like I would ever tell somebody, you have a dumb thought. I'll sure. say, you know, that's a dumb thought because we all do this. But here's the, the uh, and, I, and I'll show you how I turn and face another direction. But the mistake is believing we have to tell it like it is, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is like part of our socialization, our um, indoctrination as human beings, if you will, is like, you're supposed to always tell the truth. What did you see? What happened? It's like this fact telling. 
of course, it's not always factual, so it's going through our perception. But it's sort of that, you know, starting early in grade school, well, what happened on the playground? And like, recite and let's talk about this. And, and so we're all sort of used to doing that, and it just feels like it's not an activity. It feels like it's just the right way to do something. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to suggest to people is if you want something to be different than it is, you got to stop talking about what is. Mm-hmm. And you got to start talking about where you're going and you have to start choosing to observe it so it's an advantage for you. Advantage meaning, am I growing? Am I learning? Is this going to be useful for me in the future? So if somebody came to me, one of my clients, and it certainly has happened, and they were like, okay, I'm two months, uh, two weeks into the month or two and a half weeks into the month and no money's flying in the door or clients aren't coming or whatever it is. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The sky is falling. What I would say is what did you think your experience was going to be as an entrepreneur? When do you think people quit the business? Mm -hmm. When people quit, that's when you keep going. That's why you're exceptional. That's why you're different than other people. There's no lack of money in the world. There's plenty of money where you're headed, which is the future, not the present. Where are clients? They're everywhere and they're seeking someone that has an abundant way of looking at the world. There's no lack. There's no drought. There's nothing to fear. There's like, get up, let's get it done. Let's keep moving forward. You signed up to be an entrepreneur because you had a vision for what was possible for people. Are you willing to fall down and quit and give up and throw the towel in at the first sign of difficult times? Or is this where you cut your teeth? Is this where you become a better coach? Is this where you learn how to walk through the fire so you can help others through the fire? Is this maybe exactly what you need, you signed up for, and deep down you want because it'll make you the coach that you're capable of being, but it's up to you what you do with it. So you can cry, you can indulge, you can complain, you can whine, you can call somebody up and ask them to come over so you can complain together, or you can think about what your clients need to hear because they're waiting, and while you're indulging, they don't hear you. So what do they need to hear? What's the next powerful move you can make? What are three things you can try today? Don't know if they're going to move you, but what are three things you can try right now, knowing you'll be smarter after you try all three of them? Win, lose, draw, go do three things. When you're done with those, do another three. Then do another three. Do another three. And then if that doesn't feel good, quit. But push, 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 because it's on your heart to help and serve people. And that means it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to feel good. This is what you signed up for. And this is exactly how you get to an advanced level. So you might be looking at the bank account and thinking about what is, but you should really be thinking about where you're going and how you can put more value out in the world. Money is a byproduct of value. It's not a thing. You don't get it from people. They don't give it to you. It's a natural byproduct. It's a side effect of putting more value into the world. So when you're sitting and thinking about not having money, you're not producing any value. When you do three more things, five more things, 10 more things and produce more value, money has to flow to you. That's Mm -hmm. law. That's the way the world works. And that's what I would say to anybody that's complaining. Wow. Wow. Okay. That was quite the rampage. And I loved it because that's exactly... I think even what you said right at the very end is so important for people to hear money is the byproduct of value and putting more value. And what came to mind for me is like, I have a friend who did me a favor the other day and right away, I was like, should I send her flowers? Should I send her like just a card? What should like immediately? And to me, that is 
an example of what we're talking about, not just from the business perspective of like, when I put good content out in the world, people want to buy things from me. But no matter what, energetically, when somebody gives or provides some kind of value for you, like this favor that my friend did, we want to pay our way, we want to exchange in some way for that. That's exactly what you're saying is don't focus on nobody's giving you money, people are exchanging exchanging money because you put something valuable out into the world. Yes. And so not indulging in your, but here's what is, but I had a five day challenge and it didn't go well and nobody signed up and we sent out all the emails and nobody opened them and nobody read them. It's like, you're keeping yourself there versus where can I go serve? Where can I go help? How can I put more value out there? Absolutely. So that I'm attracting more of, and, and then looking at where you're going, not where you are. Yeah. And, and I also think, and yes, everything you said, you know, that's, that doesn't mean I, I put a five day challenge out. Nobody showed up. Nobody opened the email. Everything you said, that doesn't mean anything about me. Mm-hmm. It means I haven't found that value that my person is looking for. I've just learned a bunch of information. So this can be like a tragic financial event, or it can be like, oh, we'll check that off the list. Let's go. Like, let's go. Let's put the next mm-hmm. thing out. Let's try another thing. Let's tweak the offer. Let's you know, whatever it is. But but that's the whole entrepreneurial journey is really figuring out how to continue to put better and better value out into the world. And that's why we keep, it's not like we put out 7,000 offers, but that's why you don't stop is mm-hmm. even when it's working, you're always like, and what else can people learn? And, and what else can I put out there? And when you see it that way, it's less of a, like people giving me something and more of like a dance more of an exchange and it feels more honest and open. And I also think that gets people over the hurdle with the money, the other money problem. I'll have to come back on another episode for this where people are like, well, I'm uncomfortable to say my prices or I don't know if that's too much. And that's also not understanding money and value. Mm-hmm. Like if you're putting out a hell yes, a lot of value, you won't have any problem asking for whatever amount of money. So Whenever somebody says like, I don't know if it's worth that, I'm like, it's probably not. If you're if you're asking me if I think it's worth it, it's probably not, just so you know. Right. You should be able to sell the heck out of that thing because it's so valuable and you know what it's going to offer to people. So that's also a mindset drama that we have yeah. to clean up around pricing and making offers. Well, we're definitely going to have to have another episode where you and I talk about that because I think that that is really, I hear that so often from my clients. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I just had a conversation with a woman yesterday. She's like, I told her you should have your prices on your website. And she was like, Oh my God, do you really think so? And I said, well, what are you hiding? Yeah. I mean, really like to me, that's a steal of a deal. Yeah. I should, I should be embarrassed that I'm putting it on there for that price because it should, it should be getting me a lot more, you know? And and it makes me think of you and I both love my buddy, Phil Jones. And one of his quotes that I love is if you're not convinced, you can't convince. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got to believe in what you're putting out there. And it is valuable and amazing. But it's your beliefs that are holding you back from stepping into that. And belief, belief has a sound. And it has a feeling. And that is what people sense. Mm-hmm. And we've all been in a conversation with someone who's selling us something. And you can just oh, yeah. hear their uncertainty and feel yeah. their uncertainty. And it is awful. And you just want to run away from that person. We've also had the experience where somebody's offering us something and it's expensive and maybe it's like really expensive for us. And we're like, I'm just a hell yes. I don't even know where I'm going to get the money. I don't know how I'm going to get the money. Oh my goodness gracious. But I I have to say yes. 
And we can't even explain why. It's because we are buying their belief. It has mm-hmm. a sound, it has a feeling, and it mm-hmm. is will trump everything else in any conversation. Yep. Yep. That made me think of, have you ever heard the saying, scared money don't make no money? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like they can 100%. feel that fear that that. Yeah. That like trepidation of like not oh. believing in your prices, not believing in your value, not like people, people buy confidence. People, oh my buy, God. people buy certainty. There's nothing more attractive mm-hmm. than a confident person. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Ego maniac. No. Mm-hmm. Full of yourself. No. Not humble. No. But a confident woman or man in a room will stand out like candle in a candlelight in the darkness. It is so magnetic, so attractive. Yeah. Yep. yep. And you just want to talk to those people. You just want to be near them. You want to be in their electromagnetic field because yeah. it's literally the energy you're feeling. Yeah. And you are. You're feeding off of that energy. It's, it's benefiting to be in that energy. Yeah. It's, yep. um, it's pretty amazing because you can feel it and you know it. So we are definitely going to have you back to talk about money. I think that's one yeah. of the big topics that um, on the planet, really, that every entrepreneur wants to hear more about, especially what we were just referring to. So I've loved our conversations. I've loved having you on. And I know everybody is really appreciating all the value that you are adding into these episodes. So thank you. Where can they find you and get more of this from you, Liz? Thank you, Nicole. They can go on over to my website and pick up a freebie if they would like. That's LizNicholas.com. And then my big group, my free group page is the Mindset Mastery School for Women in Business. I have hundreds of hours of free training there. I'm live every single Monday doing trainings. I run my programs through there. You can contact me for private coaching. You can contact me to come and train a, a team. So and I'm also super available, as you know, Nicole. I, I have a team, but I answer my own messages. So if you send me a message through my website or you even shoot me a DM on Facebook, it is actually me who is responding to you. So I would love to hear from people. Yay. It's Liz. She's the real deal. Please go connect with her. Um, We will put all of this in the show notes as well so that you can find it there. Liz has changed my life and I know that she will change yours too if you'll let her because so much of this really is us managing our thoughts and not letting our thoughts manage us. And you just articulate things so beautifully for us to to grow and, and understand more about ourselves so that we are in charge. So thank you. Thank you for having me, Nicole. You know, I literally could talk to you for hours and hours and hours straight. We just geek out over this stuff and we love what we do and we're so passionate about it. And, and listen, our people are the same people with all the stuff. So and I just want to give a shout out to the work you're doing, especially with the new work you're doing with all of um, these 32 powerful phrases. I don't know if everybody listening to your podcast really knows about this, but they need to all find out about it because it is life-changing, the stuff you're putting out there. And I think it's all really psychological. It's what you're teaching now is just at such a high level about sales psychology, not tips and tricks and closing deals, not that. Sales psychology, understanding the dance in a sales conversation and how to write an email and how to be persuasive in a way that isn't icky and gross and oozy and all that, but in a way where we're understanding how to be human beings and put value out in the world. So huge shout out to you and the work you're doing. I love it. I just love it so much. And I'm super excited to have you come into my program and train on that very, very soon. Yes, I'm excited for that as well. And like you said, you and I could jam out on this forever. And we do very often. And I am a big proponent of teaching the psychology of sales, because I think that that's what's missing. I don't think people are 
thinking about why somebody buys and how to speak to that part of their brain. And that's what is so exciting for me to offer it the way that I do now in my program. So thank you for yeah. mentioning that because it's, it's really powerful. Well, thank you so much, Liz. Thank you everybody for being here. Definitely check the show notes so that you can find out how to connect with Liz and get more of this amazingness um, that she offers to the world. And uh, I'll see you all soon. Love you all. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you, and I can't wait.